And welcome to Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. It's your boy, Tricky, alongside Katie Katie, Naked Lady. What's up, bitches? And it's holiday season. Happy holidays here on Offended. Fuck uh, yeah, I'm so fucking excited. And this, uh, I love this mix. Santa Claus is coming to town. Mary, I think it's called Mary Mixmas. I think it's what, like, the mix is called. The album or something? Yeah. Because if you type, because it's literally... Like it, on Spotify, it says it's by Johnny Mercer and the and the Pied Pipers, but that's literally who sings the original version. Oh, the mix is way better. Yeah, the mix is awesome. I love this mix. Oh wait, who showed who showed you this mix? You did. And I don't really care for Christmas music, but this is a banger. It's growing Christmas music. I do like some Christmas songs. I'm not gonna lie. Um, our songs of the week. I will feature one Christmas song a week too. Uh, when we get Dugan and Foshe on here, we're gonna do. Uh, top 10 Christmas songs, maybe? Okay, I'm good with... Us. Oh, yeah. That's one thing I will really excel maybe at. Maybe top 20, because there's like, so many Christmas songs. No, but... Okay, let's do top 10, and then we can, like, weed out all of the bad covers and shit. Sure. You know? Because, like, there's too many remakes. Some remakes are good, and some remakes sure. are, like... Um... But yeah, I'm just gonna get right into it. Uh, winter came last night on AEW Dynamite. We're not even gonna fucking wait till the end. We're jumping right into it, ladies and gentlemen. We're going right into AEW Dynamite because holy shit! Winter came. Holy shit, ladies and gentlemen. Holy shit. And Katie just talks over everything like it's no big well, deal. I was trying to make a sex joke. What were we going to say? Winter came all over our faces last night. I mean, let's just jump right into it. It's Sting! Yeah, Todd just his pants on that. Oh, Every wrestling fan in the world did, unless you're a WWE mark who you're obviously just jealous. I just didn't know what the fuck. I mean, I know who Sting is, but I was like, why is everybody so excited? This is He's exciting. literally like another Undertaker. That's why. Well, yeah, you had to explain that to me. Now I get it, but. um, I just want to play. I just want to play Tony Schiavone when Sting comes out. His, it's Sting! Because like, he used to always do that on WCW when Sting came out. Like, it's Sting! Like, oh, really? Yeah. So that's why he was extra like. It stings. He's like, I get to say it again. Yes, exactly. Once it loads. Because, you know, we don't get service in this room for some reason. It's a dark room. I can't wait until we get our new house and we don't have to deal with this room anymore. Or we have a lot more problems than we do here. It could go either way. It could, but it's really weird because I'm not even on the Wi-Fi in here. Like It's it's just like a dead spot in this room. it's It's a dead space. It's like the Dead Sea. It's like you can't leave... Right. Or enter. Here, here you go. It's Just that. Sting! Sting! It's awesome. Sting is back. Sting is signed. Uh, Stinger signed a multi, uh, multi-year uh, deal with What's AEW. Five years? I don't think it's that long. I thought they said five years. 
I thought it was like four. Oh, well, okay. well four or five. Whatever. Okay. I thought they said five, but that's fine. Either way, Sting, uh, it was announced today that Pro Wrestling Tees, Sting broke the record for most t-shirts sold in under 24 hours. Like, he broke so many records. And it's not even that cool of a t-shirt, but good for Sting. Like, Didn't you say he was 61? He is, he is 61. 61. Like yeah. his, okay, I know you can't see his real face underneath that paint, but I'm going to tell you as like a, a woman who puts makeup on, he, that bitch doesn't have creases. Like, he looks good for 61. I mean, he that, does. Like, when you see him without makeup on, you're like, yeah, he's old. Well, how man. does his face look so good with the makeup on? Because he Cause, puts so much layer on it. I, You know, that sometimes makes it worse, though. You don't have experience with that, but sometimes that makes you look older. True. Um, here's my thing. My two cents on Sting is that I kind, I hope he doesn't wrestle, number one. Or if he does, I hope it's like in a tag match to where he's, like, very protected. Because... 61 is very old to be wrestling. I don't want to see him taking bumps. <laughs> like, It's going to be a Ric Flair kind of situation where they do shit backstage and like, oh, Sting got beat up. How did this happen? No, see, I don't even want that. I don't want it to be like WWE, like where you know, like, oh, it's just going to be this with Sting and Sting's going to hit like three moves and be done. I want Sting to do kind of like what Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard are doing or Jake the Snake Roberts is doing. And manage the up-and-coming talent. And the perfect person for Sting to do that is with Darby Allen. Can I say my prediction so it's recorded forever? No, it's, it's not going to happen. Okay. You also, okay, let me lay out the, the groundwork here. For those of you that are listeners, you might remember. But for those We're of gonna you... We're going to lose credibility on this. Okay. Fuck you. When we went to AEW All In... That wasn't an AEW show. I'm sorry. Cody Rhodes is not AEW show, not associated with any Ring of Honor, anything show. Wink, wink. All in. I, for months prior to this, because like the Jericho Cruise was about to fucking happen or had already happened or was in the fucking works. And I was like, damn, Jericho is going to be there. Or what was this an official AEW show? No, this wasn't AEW. AEW wasn't even a thought yet. Okay. So this is the Tony, first they show. They met Tony Khan that That's night. That's right. So, that is, this is the first time that Jericho would have wrestled on American soil in fucking a decade without being with WWE. True? True-ish? Yeah. yeah. So, Probably longer than that. this whole time, I'm like, Todd, it Jericho, it was Jericho is going to fucking be here. And you're like, no, he's not. He's not going to be here. I'm like, there's a fucking Jericho cruise. He's wrestling with the Young Bucks. Like, it's going to happen. And you're like, he's not on the card. They would have announced it. And then you're like, he's booked in Kansas City for a show with Fozzie. And then what the fuck? Can I, can you tell everybody what happened? Everybody knows what happened. He showed up. And who called it months prior to this? I don't think it was months. It was on the car ride up there. No, it was months. It was literally on the car ride, car ride up there. We're listening to Talk is Jericho. And you turned to me and you go, oh, he's showing up this weekend. I had said it prior to that date, though. I don't think he did. Anyways, I'm making a fucking prediction as a non-mark of this wrestling podcast that Undertaker Katie, Katie, retired Katie, early. Katie, wait, hold on. You're a mark. But go ahead. Undertaker retired early. Like, you even made the comment when Undertaker retired a week or two ago. And you're like, man, I just wish they would have waited so that there were fans. And why didn't they do another match like they did at the Boneyard Graveyard match? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I, in my head, I'm like, this is, there's something leading up to this. And then Sting comes, and you tell me about the whole, like, 
fans want to jizz in their pants about the wrestler, the Undertaker, and Sting. Kate, this ain't happening. Okay. I have a gut feeling as the non-mark that I am that it's fucking happening. It's not happening. So what, what's happening? Never really even said. Well, the Sting and Undertaker are going to do something. No, they're not. No, they're not. All right. No, they're not. Cool. The take Undertaker will never leave WWE. I also agree with that, but I also agree Undertaker. And he can't even be called Undertaker in AEW if he did that. So. That's the least of the fucking problems. What's he going to be? Oh, here comes Mark Calloway. You really have, like, that much, like, diminished amount of faith in AEW to pull off a good fucking show and to pull off a good fucking gimmick no, and to I pull off, have... like, like, come on. You're That's putting the... words in my mouth. Okay, I'm saying the name Undertaker is the least of your fucking worries, especially now. I mean, I know we're, like, jumping a little bit ahead, but, like, you wanted all of the wrestling promotions to kind of, like, conglomerate and do shit. If Undertaker Mark Calloway sees other people doing it, he might not be under fucking contract anymore. Might go fucking do it. I will bet you a thousand dollars this never happens. A million dollars because this will never happen. I'm not betting money because I'm really bad at losing bets. Like this will never happen. I'm right. just I'm just, I'm just flat out. Saying I'm just this putting will the vibes happen. out there, and I'm also wanting it recorded so that when it does happen. We can go back to today and say, like, oh, Kitty was right. That will never happen. Jericho is a different, like, totally a different, like, thing. I think anybody in the world was kind of like, it could happen with Jericho because he was working New Japan. Like, he already got out. No. You told me. You're like, literally, Jericho will never defy Vince McMahon. He even said, I will never wrestle on American soil. And then he fucking showed up. You're wrong. Jericho and Undertaker, two completely different people. But they also have the same mentality of being hungry and top dog. Like, they want to be top dog. Okay, but the Undertaker has been the Undertaker for only WWE. He will never go anywhere else as the Undertaker. So he, he, yeah, because it's fucking trademarked. Why, like, why do you not trust? But he won't, he won't even do that gimmick anywhere else. That's my point. He's going to, if he shows up in AEW, which is never going to happen, but if he did, he wouldn't even be that gimmick. That's the point. Nobody wants to see him as Mark Calloway. He's not going to be Mark Calloway. What would he be? I don't know. The fucking dead man or some other cool shit that he's been sitting on for 20 years because he hasn't been able to do the fucking shit he wants to do because it's been so micromanaged. All right. Whatever. Can we get off this subject? Yeah. Just let me put that energy. Let me put that because you know I'm going to be right. No, you're not. Let me put that energy out in the world so I can win this bet. This is just wild that you even think that this was even a possibility people who are listening to this who are wrestling fans are laughing at their radio right now um you were laughing at me in the car ride down to all in i i don't see the difference there's a major difference well yeah one has happened and one hasn't i will say you called jericho i did i will give you that you called jericho but this is a totally different animal like completely different that's like saying like Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to show up in AEW. He's never going to show up in AEW. Okay. Oh my god, you just don't get it. You you haven't been a wrestling fan for as long as like I have. You just if you were a fan as long as I have, you would be like he's never right. Showing. You're clouded by your knowledge, and I'm freed by my non-knowledge. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in no, my life. All right, not- moving on from this because this is just gone on way too long we're talking about sting not the undertaker here 
It's so annoying. We're talking about the Undertaker of WCW. Literally annoyed me. Yeah, and WCW, the Undertaker was Mean Mark Calloway. Oh, so he has worked for other promotions. As Mean Mark Calloway for like two years. Oh my God, wouldn't it be great if he came back as Mean Mark Calloway? No, it wouldn't. It would be like, this is lame as fuck. It would be like if Edge came back like before the Rumble as Adam (laughs) Copeland. Like, neat. Adam Copeland's here. Oh my god, cool. that'd be so great. It would be dumb. It'd be great. It'd be so dumb. Oh, hey, it's Philip Brooks. Philip Brooks is here, but even though he owns his name, so we don't have to worry about that. Who's Philip Brooks? CM Punk. Who also you, is you have a better an you have a better chance of CM Punk showing up in AEW than the Undertaker. I think there's a solid chance that CM Punk's going to make a, an appearance. Maybe. I don't see that happening either. I think he's like legit done. Like I don't think he wants to be in the ring at all anymore. Doesn't mean he can't be on the show. I yeah, I get that. Like yeah, I could see him showing up. I don't. I just don't see him wrestling again. I don't see punk wrestling again. I'm not even saying that the Undertaker is going to wrestle. Then why would he go over? Like then your logic is dumb. Your logic is flawed. Then we're getting we're moving on from this. We're moving on from this because this is so annoying. I, I had like a whole thing about Sting, and you just cut me off. And you're like, I have this, I have this incredible prediction about the Undertaker. I'm just gonna sh- blurt out and cut you off. I had this whole thing lined up for Sting. And here we are, ruined here, unoffended. <laughs> just the way I like it. Go ahead, go on with your Sting. No, it's fine because you're just like the toxic WWE marks out there. They're like have to ruin everything. Oh my god! Yeah, I said it. But no, actually, for real, WWE marks, for the last, like, few months now, have done this new thing where they're like, AEW stands are the worst. They're so toxic. They're, they just, they're fucking ruining, like, wrestling. They're just so ruining wrestling. And it's like, I'm, I'm looking at Twitter, and it's, it's all these WWE stands that are saying this, and I just don't understand, like, where it's coming from. Because on my timeline, anyways, it's the WWE stands who are literally the toxic, the most toxic motherfuckers in the world. Like, nitpicking at every little thing. When WWE, their shows, they even know how bad their shows are. When extreme, like, AEW marks, they'll even talk about how good Roman Reigns has been lately. Like, they'll even be like, myself even, like, Roman Reigns is killing it, right? Yeah. So last now we fast forward to last night and I think I'm proven ten times out of ten how toxic WWE stands are. Fans. Stands. Stands. S T A N stands. What's a stan? Like crazy fans. Like oh, marks. Oh, I thought you were saying that word wrong. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, just sit there. Okay. Okay. Uh, like in politics, extreme extremists on either side, fucking the worst. They're the worst people in the world, right? They're annoying. It's they ruin everything. Extreme right right wingers are racist and pieces of shit, right? Yeah. Extreme left wingers on the other side are pussies and they want to cancel everything, right? I guess. Right. Okay. Well, you kind of take that same logic, put it into wrestling, and extreme WWE marks are fucking miserable. Extreme AEW marks are fucking miserable. When you're down the middle, you can't like both things like, oh, you like both? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, why can't we just like both? It's so fucking annoying. However, I will say 
extreme WWE marks are insufferable. They are the worst. And last night proved it. They were trying to find a way to like rip on Sting. Like, oh, you guys mark out over Sting. But when Goldberg comes back, I'm like, it's the worst thing in the world. It's like, yeah, you want to know the difference, people? Here's the difference. When Goldberg comes back, he beats world champions and wins the world title. In like a, under a minute, he beats Kevin Owens and takes the title from, away from Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens has not been the same wrestler since that happened. He beat the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, last year or earlier this year. Fuck, I can't believe that was this year. He beat the Fiend this past year for the world champ for the Universal Championship. The Fiend hasn't even been the same. Sure, he's been protected and like has been going over and shit, but the Fiend really isn't really talked about like how he once was before that. I mean, and also Goldberg is not as, it'd be like, if no, no, no I'm stopping you. Oh, no. Okay. Because the difference saying, is like no, Goldberg? Goldberg. Yeah. Goldberg can come back and have, and do his one minute matches, but he doesn't need to be the world fucking champion is my point. Oh. Sting doesn't need to be world champion. If Sting wins the world title, I'll be like, that's fucking dumb. He doesn't, Sting doesn't need to be world champion. He's 61 years old. Is it believable that a 61 year old can beat like the best in the world? Kenny Omega. I don't think so. No, that's, that's not, my point. Yeah, okay. that's the difference. I just thought Goldberg wasn't as loved as Sting. Goldberg was loved, but I think he's kind of ruined his own legacy by coming back and winning world titles from like just winning the world title in general. I think has ruined his legacy. Like, well, and we talk- need it. Like his feud with Brock Lesnar did not need the world title, and this is one of the reasons which I think is fucking hilarious. Back at that year's WrestleMania, when Goldberg and Lesnar wrestled for the Universal Title, the month prior. He beat Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens was the Universal Champion. Kevin Owens was supposed to take the Universal title into WrestleMania and lose to Chris Jericho. That was supposed to be Chris Jericho's last World Championship win. If that happens, I doubt Jericho ever leaves WWE after that. Jericho felt even said, like on his podcast, that he felt disrespected by that moment and felt like he got his moment taken away. And that was the opening for him leaving and going to New Japan. Mm. No, I get it. I just thought, I just, aside from all of that, which I totally understand, didn't you say, like, Goldberg, like, literally left, like, award shows and things like that? I just thought... Yeah, he can't handle the fucking pressure of the crowd booing him. That's what I'm saying, is, like, Goldberg is not as loved. Like, you love the Sting, you love Undertaker. Because the fans were pissed that he beat, that he was world champion. The fans were pissed that, like, why, we don't need, we don't want the world title on you. Like... All right, all right, all right. It's fucking annoying, and people are comparing this to, and it's like, this is the dumbest thing to be comparing, number one, because it's this completely different. This not the same. <laughs> AEW uses their legends differently. They don't use them like WWE does. And this is like the major thing that fans can't comprehend yet, still, even after a year they've been in business, is that this isn't WWE. AEW does their shit so much differently than WWE. And for the better. They're literally working with another company to make the pro wrestling world better for the fans. Like And for the wrestlers too. Right. To like give them jobs and opportunities. Right. So now into that, Kenny Omega is your new AEW world champion, and he turned mega fucking heel at the end of the show with Don Callis. Don Callis is the executive vice president of Impact Pro Wrestling a different wrestling promotion from AEW. He came in, they helped out, and at the end, they're running out of the arena with the title belt. And Don Callis is like, you want an answers from us? We'll give you answers this Tuesday night. And Alex Marvis is like, Tuesday night? But Dynamite's on Wednesday. He goes, yeah. 
Impact on Access this Tuesday night. See you there. You'll hear from Kenny and I. And he gets in the car and speeds off. Like, holy shit. They're working together. AEW is going to be working with Impact. That's fucking awesome. And you know who works with Impact? New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is fucking amazing. This is every wrestling fan's wet dream right now. Is to have cross promotions going on with major fucking companies. And it's actually happening. WWE could do this, but they're too fucking stubborn and up their own ass to even acknowledge that there's other promotions out there. Like they're too exclusive. It's stupid. And it ruin it ruins the business for them. It does. They they act like AJ Styles was never an IWGP heavyweight champion. They did when he first came in, but then when they realized that New Japan was kind of competition because of Bullet Club, they stopped referencing it. It's so fucking stupid. Use that shit. That's why they don't want like a Bullet Club stable in WWE because they don't want people thinking about New Japan, which is fucking dumb because we already think about New Japan when we see AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and other wrestlers in WWE that came from New Japan. It's so fucking stupid. Well, it's cool with AEW because the Elite came from New Japan. Like Literally, there's a whole story as to why the Elite group came around because they were bullet club and then right i'm right and then they separated from bullet club and became the elite it was just kenny omega and the young bucks they were the elite they did that like within themselves like in bullet club which was never like a major like thing there was like we're the elite it was like a joke at first i know but i'm just saying like they still reference their old selves that's what i'm saying yeah Yeah, yeah. they like bring their all elite wrestling i mean Without without Bullet Club, there is no elite. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like they recognize their past and their history, and then now it seems like they're bringing that back in, which is fucking cool. Right, but what I'm saying is AEW in general, just the name is like showing respect to their past. Yeah, yeah, and it, where WWE doesn't want to acknowledge it in any way, shape, or form. Right. And I think that limits them. I it think does. that limits their stories. I think that limits their... Well, and the wrestlers are also handcuffed by stupid fucking writers who aren't even wrestling fans who don't even watch wrestling. They're literally TV writers. They're like, you guys aren't writing wrestling storylines. You're writing TV storylines. Right. Like, this is why AEW is good, in my opinion, better, because they're legit going... St- through wrestling storylines. So our favorite, my favorite discussion that we have often is we do compare like, why do we like this story so much? Why, why do we care so much more about AEW and more so you, because you've been a fan of both and you'll point out little, little tiny things like, Oh, look at how Wardlow and Jake Hager, Jake Hager are looking at each other in the background while Literally, Jericho's cutting a promotion or like Promo? whatever. And like, you know, everybody else is like up front and they're being like charismatic and all this shit. And Wardlow and Jake Hager are in the background staring at each other for the whole like 60 seconds. And you're like, look, kitty, look, look, look. That's so funny. And I'm like, but that's why you care more because the wrestlers are more. They have freedom. They're, they're the authors of their own stories. So when there's a group of eight or ten people on camera they care about their story because they're the ones writing it. So they're like, okay, it makes sense for us to do this because they are invested. It's not a third party being like, okay, well, I'm going to worry about the four people that are in front of the camera mostly and then the rest of you in the background just look angry or just, you know what I mean? It's it's so many small details, is, which is why you care more, why, which is why it works better. Yeah. 
you know, the the um, Darby Allen sitting up in the rafters. That's been planned for weeks because Sting has been planning on probably coming for weeks. And you're like, oh my god, this is so cool. Because I, mean, I think I said to you like weeks ago that I was like, this is what Sting used to you, do. It's you cool. literally did. It's like he's like a mini Sting. Like he's legit. I've said this to you several times. I'm like, Darby Allen is literally becoming like the new Sting. Like where he's like creepy and like watches from the rafters and like like the vigilante. Yeah, yeah. That you literally said those words, and maybe a writer could have come up with that on their own, but I guarantee you. A wrestler who's in charge of their own fucking story, knowing certain components are going to happen and come into play, they're going to be like, oh, my God, how cool would it be if I did this? So fucking small. They need 10 seconds of TV time to do what they need to do. But it's because they're in the moment. They're the character. That's their story. Mm -hmm. They're going to have those ideas of the little subtle things that, like, make it good. Right. Um, Yeah, if they don't put Darby with Sting, that... It's just a huge missed opportunity there. That's like almost just as bad as not having an Undertaker match for five fucking years that you were with WWE. Um, <laughs> it's insane to me how badly WWE botched Sting in WWE because I mean, look at how look at the buzz that this generated. It's insane. You didn't hear a fucking word about NXT last night. Nothing. Nothing. You're telling me you couldn't use Sting on TV every now and then to do something like this or make him a fucking general manager of Raw or SmackDown? You couldn't think of one thing to use Sting? This is why your writers in WWE need to go away. They don't even know how to use legends. Like, it's insane to me. How do you not use Undertaker? How do you only give Undertaker a minute and a half at WrestleMania against John Cena? That match could have stolen the show, and Undertaker trained his ass off to get back into that match. Like, to get in shape for that match. It's insane. I just don't get it. I'm bashing WWE. This is all it's become now because you got me on the fucking Undertaker thing, and it pissed me off because it's not happening. And fuck WWE. Fuck the stands for WWE. You guys proved on Wednesday night you guys are the most toxic motherfuckers in the world. Like, it's insane how crazy they have become today. Like, it's insane. You go through it, and then they want to be like, oh, AEW's toxic. AEW's fans are toxic. It's like, are you looking in the mirror, fucking idiot? Um, John Moxley, Kenny Omega match was absolutely awesome. It was like a 50-minute match, like a 40-minute match. It was a lot. It was awesome. It was cool as shit. And like the, what was so great also about Dynamite is that those two moments happened that were just so big. You forget that the inner circle could break up next week. Like, that's an ultimatum mm-hmm. that's going to happen. And you also forget that Adam Hangman Page and, like, the Dark Order are getting along. And, like, the Dark Order saved Hangman in that match, in that battle royal. Oh, what about the woman? The, the oh, the Day of the Dead woman. Thunder Rosa attacking yeah. Britt Baker after yeah. the match. Like, you forget about all this other stuff that happened on the show because it was, like, those two moments were just so big. These are moments that we will never forget in wrestling. Like, these two moments between Sting and Kenny Omega, like, turning mega heel and going to impact these two moments will be talked about for years to come. And I'm talking like fucking like how DX invaded WCW, like how stone cold came down with the beer truck. Um, just big wrestling moments that we always remember and still talk about to this day. Those two moments will be talked about for years to come. And that's what is fucking awesome about last night and something that hasn't been done in years 
maybe since Daniel Bryan winning at WrestleMania, or I don't even know the fiend. Maybe like maybe you can put the fiend in there, but it's like, what has WWE done that we will be talking about for years to come recently? I, I'm not a good person. The Undertaker's that. retirement. I wouldn't even count that because that's just a retirement. Of course, we're going to remember that because it was a sad moment because we don't want him to retire. Um, I don't even know. You're talking about the non-givens. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like the moments that caught you off guard that you didn't see coming. That they that wrote, that so, they implemented. That is one thing I will – that is another thing I will give AEW credit for. They keep their secrets close-knit. Like, close to the chest. Like, mm-hmm. they don't let that shit get leaked out at all. Did, what were we talking about the other day where someone WWE, leaked something? Uh, yeah, WWE has to have somebody purposely leaking out stuff. But didn't you say AEW, they leaked something and then they fired the person? Yeah. they Like, the next day or something? They fired him immediately. Like, and he was a guy, it was an old wrestler for NXT. And Jericho's like a fucking NXT reject. Get the fuck out of here. Never come back in my company ever again. That's what Jericho tweeted out the next day. Well, because Jericho's on his own level, yeah. apparently. Yeah, you should you should reiterate that. It That's was funny. Cody. Uh, here, I will see if I always find the uh, the audio clip because it's hilarious. Okay, so this is um, Cody Rhodes explaining the tears and how you can get paid in AEW, which I think is hilarious. How he ends it. So tell us. I mean, you hit us with it. What is agree to agree to appear? Explain to us what that is. Yeah, we've got like tier one, tier zero. Like, agree, to, uh, agree to appear as a tier zero, meaning you will get a you'll get a bonus, which is Tony's super super generous. If you ask some of these extras what they're making for yeah. being there, mm-hmm. <laughs> <you would literally laughs> what? What? Like my my dad would have lost it. Right. What? But it's he's right. It's right. COVID era. They have no other work. There's no indies. That's right. And if you work indies, you're now jeopardizing working on dynamite. Exactly. The dark. Exactly. It's like we don't want that COVID shaken out of here. Tier zero is just a signing bonus and exclusivity to us in terms of like we get a first option on you. I believe is how it works, and we guarantee you X amount of dates, five dates. The exclusivity thing is case by case, but okay. we guarantee you X amount of dates. The goal is you don't want to pay someone on an agreement to appear chris harrington would handle this much better than i am you don't want to keep giving them their 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 weekly their weekly their weekly their weekly versus tier wanting them which is our base contractor agreement i don't okay. think you can it's use the salary get paid but, every two weeks uh, but, <laughs> see what tony says <laughs> but i don't think you can use any of this and then it goes you know and like that's another thing we're just talking about tony has this eye we've built a middle card and a lower card we have tier ones tier twos tier threes tiers four okay and then tier jericho yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's all that shit in the middle. Yeah, but we the have stuff in the middle. <laughs> like you know, it's not shit. And this is also a company that nobody does the classic talk about how much they make. Like, right. So yeah, I think that's just cool. Like how they have all these, they, they have these different tiers for like low carters, mid carters. Like basically, the more popular you get, the more money, the more eyes you're bringing to their brand the more money you're going to get paid, which I think is great. And I think it's a great motivation for the wrestlers to be like, okay, you have the uh, creative freedom. Go out there and make something of it. John Silver. Exactly. That uh, Just saying. And then also too, for the people who are like mid carters or whatever, who have the contract, um, you're still getting paid. And it's like not do or die competition as to who's getting more airtime. It's, you're happy for that person. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's yep. not like so cutthroat. It's cutthroat enough to like you want to be a John Silver, but also enough you want to celebrate the 
the good things happening to your friends. So right. exactly, exactly. But anyway, any uh, AEW Dynamite, holy shit, Winter is coming was. The whole thing, people are like, why is it winter is coming? It was a total setup to get Sting his new gimmick. To come out with, like, the snow and everything, and it was cool as shit. Bravo, AEW Dynamite. That was a 10 out of 10 episode, in my opinion. That was a perfect episode. And I think that's going to be... Uh, I think that's the show of the year. I think we got a free pay-per-view, and it was better than almost every pay-per-view that happened this year. Nice. You got anything else you want to add that's not Undertaker-related? Um, No, I'm good. All right, good, because it's not happening. All right, before we get into – well, actually, you know what? Let's fuck it. Uh, face and heel of the week. Let's go. Okay, my face – Um, I have been, like, eating sushi nonstop like a crazy person, like, literally every day um, for, like, a month now. And that's my face is because I fucking love sushi – Give me that tuna roll. Also, if you um, live in the St. Louis area, Sushi Hana is in Afton. Support your fucking small businesses. They're fucking bomb. Even though, okay, they did get my order wrong today, but... <laughs> Why would you say that? But no, it's it's funny because my orders always come wrong. If I'm not eating at the actual restaurant, any takeout I get, you're going to bet $100 on it being wrong. You're going to get $100 back on your bet. But they did give me extra of everything because they love me and they knew who I am. So yeah, it, what they gave maybe me that was wrong. Maybe don't tout about like the restaurant. <laughs> like well, maybe don't tell that you're gonna. It's gonna be wrong. No, maybe it's not don't gonna be. No, that. it's not gonna be wrong because you're not. Jesus Christ, you're not naked. You? You're not naked, lady. So it's not gonna be wrong when you order it. It's just my fucking luck with the restaurant business. Okay. But what I'm saying is what they gave me that was wrong. If you if you bet $100 uh, that it's going to no, be wrong, you're going to get $100 me, back. For me. You, you weren't very clear on okay, that. Okay, well, I'm clear now. When Jesus. I asked for tuna. Fuck you, Sushi When I asked for tuna, they gave me salmon, which I also fucking love. It was great. But I ordered two pieces, and they gave me four. And then I asked for two pieces of egg and they gave me four and they were like we love you see you later this is the most you've ever talked on a podcast by the way well the sushi was really fucking good i had this right before we ate this is literally the i think the most like i've sat back and like listened well good good practice for you it is good it's very good i like it it's just your takes were terrible about the undertaker don't hate on my takes for the undertaker and tt katie terrible take katie shut the fuck up okay you want to know my fucking heel You're nick dugan katie <laughs> dugan i am so on your side for this let's fucking kill him Ooh. oh that was good you know it was good nux all right what's your heel i have to look i forgot are you serious Okay, I was going to say COVID for restaurants and bars because, like, go sm- support your small businesses. Like, because I was, like, promoting the shit out of Sushi Hana. Fucking great. Best thing I've ever eaten. But, no, my heel is living with someone who you fucking can't stand. That's not nice. Wayne's right here. <laughs> Come on, that was good. Here we go. And that's your show, Katie Katie Naked Lady. You can follow her on Twitter <laughs> at... Right. Uh, my face of the week uh, is AEW. Uh, we, I mean, we just spent 30 minutes talking about it. Well, I guess like 15 minutes because 15 went to The Undertaker. Um, <laughs> your face right now. This is why we need cameras. 
This is why we don't need cameras, so that I can get away with your fucking murder. Cameras? I'm going to murder you. (laughs) This is lifting my spirits. But we already spent 30 minutes on AEW. We don't need to talk about it. You know why. AEW is my face of the week after those first 30 minutes. Uh, My heel of the week are the NHL owners. Um, Basically going back on their word and saying that they don't like the new CBA deal that they just negotiated and just signed an extension to literally five months ago. Uh, Now the NHL owners are saying uh, they want more money out of it, and the NHL players are like, are you fucking kidding me? You signed the papers already. Like, you guys are the dumbasses for not thinking about another league, another, like, shortened season with COVID. Like, like what you th- what you think was gonna happen? We all fucking know twenty twenty one is fucked. Just may hopefully not as much as twenty twenty, but right. But we it's know just, it's not starting off to a good year. Right. We have like until April until we get that vaccine. Like shit might turn around after April. Like maybe the vaccine is gonna fucking not be as smooth as we all thought it's gonna be. Right. And it's just to me, I'm just mind blown by like the owners like saying like, oh, we're not, we don't agree to this anymore. It's like. I, w- I wish I could just be, like, in the NHL and be like, tough fucking shit. You guys negotiated this, you idiots. Even the commissioner of the NHL came out yesterday and was like, we, whatever you're reading, like, in the media is totally fabricated and false. We are moving forward with a season, and we are just trying to come to a concrete, like, date to get everything going. We're still in talks with all the arenas and how we really want to do this because we want fans to come back, but we want to do it safely. But... If we have that stipulation where they can't come in, like, side, then they're kind of fucked. Where now some cities like Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, New York, and I think Buffalo said that they want to go to outdoor arenas to where they can have fans in the stands. Which, like, the NFL's doing, which I'm okay with. I think that's cool. But you have to think, if you're going to do a shortened season now, like 40, 50 games... And it starts in mid, probably February at, at this point. I would imagine start. it's going to start in February because there's no fucking way there's enough time to get the season started by January 1st now. You have to go through training camp. Training camp takes about a month, maybe preseason. There's no way. You're running out of time in NHL. You do need to get kind of moving on this shit like a little quicker. The NBA is coming back in two weeks. Like they were able to get that going. Why? What's going on now? The NHL was so quick to come back for the playoffs but now they can't come to terms on what they want to do for the season. And I think they just need to kind of start moving. It's like the owners are like a contractor for a house. They're like, okay, we're going to build this house for you for X amount of dollars. And you're the buyer of the house, which would be the players. And they're like, okay, you're going to build this house for us with X, Y, and Z for this amount of money. And the contractors are like, sure. And then they build the fucking house for you. And then before they give you the key to walk in the door, they're like, actually, we're going to, upsell this house though by like 50 grand right like i know we signed contracts before and we built the house for you mm-hmm. based on the you know the previously negotiated shit but you can't walk in the house until right and <laughs> until we change our negotiations well, completely and the thing that's like sucks too it's gonna make the players look like assholes for like being like no we're not playing like under these circumstances which i'm on the player's side on this like that's ridiculous you guys signed a fucking deal. You shook hands. You wrote it on paper that this is what we wanted and this is what we're going to get. And they're not – I honestly, hockey players are not spoiled baseball players. And they're like 
I get N- NFL a little bit because NFL, you literally get concussions and murder people later in your life, okay? Jesus, you're going to roll tonight. <laughs> but, like, baseball players are spoiled brats. It's like, you guys don't get hit. You guys can play until you're 50. Like, right. you make millions of fucking well, dollars. unless you're Tom Brady, you can play until you're 50 also. Okay, but that's like a, that's like a, he sold his soul to the devil a long time ago, okay? <laughs> but hockey players are on the same level as NFL players, but they get paid so much less. Yeah. So it's like when they do ask for something, well, what? Right. I Why? Agree. Why not? Um, yeah, I just hope, I just hope something gets worked out soon, uh, but you guys are definitely uh, running out of time. Uh, so get your heads out of your asses and let's make some fucking deals, boys. So I need hockey back. I need something back besides wrestling. I've watched wrestling like 24 seven. Oh my God. Like we both, past month. we both need hockey back. I need you to be able to watch hockey. Okay. <laughs> You're driving me fucking crazy. I, there's nothing else on. I know. Well, I can tell. You don't want to watch Shit's Creek right now. Cause you're scared of the ending. So, well, maybe you shouldn't have built it up to be so sad. I didn't. That's just what people told me. Well, I can't. I don't want to watch it anymore. Tough shit. All right. Before we get into the songs of the week, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, boys, uh, the Anything But Credible podcast. Yeah. Oh, my God. You just talk shit on Dugan, and you're just going to just leave it at that? Um, Here's the Anything But Credible podcast. Fuck you. Well, hello there. Dukes, Keith, and Griff here from the Anything But Credible podcast, a.k.a. the ABC pod. Fellas? Holla. Oh, hello. We're here to let you know that you could be possibly missing out on the best podcast ever created, aside from the offended podcast, of course, and you don't want to be missing that. Now, what makes us the best? Griff? Uh, yeah. Great. Keith? Uh, exactly. Look, I'll keep it really simple for you. Crazy people, crazy news, crazy theories, crazy uncredible. That's right. We made that word up. Griff, Keith, say something crazy for me. Quarter Russia wants you to believe in some real. Nice. Look, you can find us just about anywhere that you get your podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook at ABC Pod. That's ABC POD. Twitter at underscore ABC Pod and Instagram at ABC Podcast. Check in with us for a new episode every Monday and join the conspiracy to commit stupid. We will see you then and shout out to the offended podcast. Adios. Later, guys. Like you more than a friend. Time for Songs of the Week. Make sure to go check out our playlist exclusively on Spotify at Offend Presents Songs of the Week, which is up to date. Is it? Yep. Finally. Been, I've been actually updating it, like, recently, like, the minute like we're done recording. Because my songs are great picks. So if you guys want your playlist updated, or if you're waiting for it to be updated, always check Thursday nights. That's, that's the night to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want me to start? Yep. My songs are all winter or cold weather, or they're kind of like sad songs because, you know, you get depressed, like seasonal depression. Um, yeah. And one of them is Christmas songs, so we kind of went through the, we did it together without even knowing. What? You said you picked a Christmas song. Why are you talking so quiet? You said you picked a Christmas right, you song. You don't need to yell, but fuck. <laughs> okay. So my first song is Winter by the Rolling Stones. Have you heard it before? Probably. How's it go? It's like a five and a half minute song, um, and it sounds like a Rolling Stone song. 
Okay, my, my <laughs> first song this week is the brand new song from the Foo Fighters, and the song is called Shame Shame, and it sounds like a Foo Fighters song. Okay, Katie, what's your next song? <laughs> it's actually really good. I, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, my second song is, I don't know how to say it, it's by, by uh, Boniver. Bon Iver? I don't know how to say his name Bonnie either. Boney Iver. Iver. And it's called Holocene. Holocene? Holocene, yeah. That's also a five and a half minute song. It's a great song. I was I saw on when I turned on my Spotify, I saw that showed you listening to Boney Iver and like only Boney Iver. I'm like, good for Katie. Look at her expanding her musical taste into good, solid music. Okay, it's a really fucking sad song about like the roads freezing over mm-hmm. and just being very sad. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. Most most of Boney Iver's songs are sad. Yes. And he, you know, he's like six seven. Like he's a giant human being. No, I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my next song is by the Naked and Famous, uh, and their cover of "Blinding Lights." Really good. Uh, Blinded by the light. Yeah, no. That ain't it. Uh, Blinding <laughs> Lights by the Weekend. But it's a female vocalist. Uh, it's a very good song. And if you never heard Naked and Famous, I highly recommend you checking them out. Uh, they were like, they were, I want to say, part of like that indie wave that like came through like years ago when indie was like really blowing up, like coming into like mainstream like shit. Well, if they're naked, I'll like it. So. <laughs> You're so mean today. Um, I wonder why. Undertaker's coming to AEW. Uh, my third song of the week is called Neighborhood Number One, also called Tunnels by Arcade Fire. Nice. Which is a very sad song as well about trying to get into your neighbor's, like you have like a crush on a neighborhood girl and you're going to build a tunnel under your house to go get to her because it's so icy outside. Winter. It's coming. Go watch AEW. Um, and another thing on AEW, I was which I was going to say, but you cut me off about the Undertaker. Um, never letting this go in this episode. I don't fucking care because I'm going to be right. That in episode, two years. that episode, um, would be an episode I would show to people who aren't wrestling fans to try to get them to be wrestling fans. So if you're listening to this and you're not a fan of wrestling, I highly recommend going to check out Winter Is Coming by AEW from last night because it was phenomenal. Uh, my next song is. It's my turn, right? Yes. Bleachers are back. I've been waiting for new music from Bleachers for like the last like five years now. And they're finally back with a new song called 45. Really good. I love it. They have another song with Bruce Springsteen, but I was, I'm was i trying to hold off on using it because I think I'm just gonna it's going to be like the song of the week next week. So, spoiler alert. Cool, bro. Um, no, I'm the asshole. <laughs> My it stops, stops up. My fourth song is by the Mamas and the Papas. California Dreamin'. All the leaves are brown. You're not singing and into the, the sky mic. Is gray. <laughs> I know, I don't want people to really hear me sing. Did you, like, snort a bunch of cocaine before you did this episode today? I kind of feel like it, but no. Oh, my God. I've had one glass of wine. <laughs> Maybe it's a sushi. Maybe sushi, Hana. They they hooked me up. Apparently with the wrong order, but uh, support local. Um, they were so good. My next song, I'm going to try and do this like how I did the Halloween episodes. I picked, like, one, like, Halloween-themed like themed song, like, 
every week until like Halloween. I'm doing the same thing this month for Christmas. And my Christmas song this week is Christmas All Over Again by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I love that song. I don't know what that one sounds like. It's Christmas All Over That's your song? You don't like that song? It's okay. It would make my top five of the year. I never said it's in my top five. Well, if you're going to pick one song every week till Christmas, it's top five. We're going to do an episode of like our top 10 or top 20 Christmas songs. And will that be on there? Maybe. In the top 20, maybe. No. I like Tom Petty. And that sounds like a a song that Tom Petty would make for Christmas. Yeah, because Tom Petty made that song for Christmas. Exactly my point. That's why I like it because it's a Tom. Shut the fuck up and just what's your final song? You annoying twat. Um, my fifth and final song is a song about winter, but it's also on one of my favorite Christmas CDs ever. Um, it's Winter Song by Sarah Bareilles and Ingrid Michaelson. It's probably dirtbag shit. Why would you pick that song? Oh, what a terrible this song. This is my winter song. Oh, my God. Okay, my song of the week, which you'll hear in its entirety at the end of today's show. Thank you, Shits Creek, for reintroducing me to the song again because I totally forgot about the song, and I actually really like the song. It's by Tina Turner, and it's called The Best. Simply the best. Better than all the rest. I honestly feel like this would be a great wrestling song. Like like an uh, intro song for someone. Why? Because like Grado comes out to Madonna? Yeah, that's literally what What's I was that, thinking What of. is that Madonna song that oh. he comes out to? Um, oh. Because it's fucking great, and the whole crowd sings along like with it. Oh, what is it? I have to. I, you know what? I'm just gonna find it real quick. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pause this recording. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find like that, like one clip where he wins like the champion. It's about my name or something. Yeah, he wins like the uh, Irish or like it's a IWC, I think, heavyweight championship. He wins it from Drew McIntyre. The crowd goes insane, but it's them singing the song afterwards is what makes it so fucking cool. It gives me goosebumps every time because it's such a goofy fucking like song for a wrestler. For a wrestler, <laughs> but the way the crowd sings it and like and he dances like to it with them, and it's so fucking good. Hold on, let me find it. All right, so I found it here. Just listen to the pop of this crowd, by the way. Just listen to the pop of this crowd. Then I'll fast forward to the part where the crowd's singing. The Madonna song with them, which is fucking great. He's literally my favorite wrestler, I think. Great Grado is fucking awesome. Uh, Grado now, he doesn't, I don't even think he wrestles anymore. Um, I think he's actually, he does, uh, he's on a TV show, I think in Ireland, that like a hit TV show. And he's like one of the main characters on it. Really? Yeah. He's like a really good actor. Well, I just love him. Yeah. Um, why would you pick, why would you pick that song if you couldn't act it? Right. You know? Right. And, uh, here is the crowd singing the Madonna song after he just won the ICW heavyweight championship from Drew McIntyre. I want to take you there. 
ACC has ever seen. I don't know if that came across well on the mic, but it's just a fucking fantastic uh, video. If you've never seen it before, uh, go to great at Grado Wrestling on Instagram, and it's I think it's the second video on his Instagram right now, and it says five years ago tonight, winning the IC, winning the ICW title from Drew McIntyre at a sold out venue in Glasgow. It's just a night that he'll never forget. Go check out that video. It's fucking amazing. And that was your songs of the week. Make sure to go check out our playlist exclusively on Spotify, on Spotify at Offender Presents Songs of the Week. Katie, what were you going to say? I was also just going to say if you can, like, Google him or YouTube him for his entrances. Yeah. The entrances sell the end, okay? Yeah, there's one entrance. <laughs> there's one uh, in particular that's on YouTube. If you want to look up a Grado entrance, it's Grado, G-R-A-D-O. Grado entrance Goldberg where he makes fun of Goldberg and like does Goldberg's all of Goldberg's goofy shit that Goldberg does before he like walks out on the ramp. But Grado turns to like the camera and just does this goofy grin and like gives a thumbs up and comes like dancing out to the Madonna song instead of like acting like Goldberg. It's hilarious. It's just like the lights are low. You think some big name wrestler that's going to beat the shit out of you is coming out and it's Grado. Right. It's so the best. Great. It's the best. So great. All right. Uh, before we get into our Christmas movie tournament, Woo! which I think I forgot to say at the beginning of this whole episode, is that's what the main thing of the episode is. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, you see the title when you listen to the podcast. The Spit and Chicklets was talking about this. They're like, they're always like, we forgot to say who's on our show. And Whitney's like, I mean, well, if you're, are you stupid as fuck? I mean, it's in the fucking title, isn't it? Like, you know who's going to be on the show. Like, it's like, that's such a good point. It is a good point. You don't have to advertise it. Right. He's like, he's like, I know, but like, you know, you just got to see it. And Whitney's like, okay, just don't be a dumb fucking idiot. Like, you see the (laughs) name on the, you see who's on our show. We don't need to like, be like, I know, on the show today before every episode. Like, I agree, Whitney, because I forget to say shit all the time. You only agree because you forget. Right. Uh, so before we get into our Christmas 16 movie Christmas movie tournament, which, again, I did the randomizer thing. I have no idea what the order is or what. We'll see how this goes. Maybe it won't be a train wreck. Um, it's probably going to be a train wreck. Uh, before we do that, let's hear a quick word from my other sponsor, a boy, Mr. Kyle Fauché, with the Going Off Topic yeah, podcast. What's up, everybody? Kyle Fauché here to tell you about my brand new podcast. The Going Off Topic podcast brought to you by the Anything But Credible Network. On Going Off Topic, I look at all forms of media from different real and theoretical angles that you don't usually hear about. From movies to TV to music to sports to gaming to anything really. You never know what the topic will be, but you're guaranteed a new angle and a different conversation about it, that's for sure. You can find Going Off Topic anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcast. Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Going Off Topic with Kyle Fauché on Twitter, going underscore off underscore topic. And don't forget about anythingbutcredible.com where you can find everything for the pod, including the written blog post. That's right. We're carrying over the going off topic blog to anythingbutcredible.com too. So check it all out there and I'll catch you on the next topic. It's Katie's favorite Christmas song. It's not my least favorite, but it's like... It's Christmas time again. Are you trying to sound like Bob? 
Maybe. It's Christmas time! All over again! God, I can't. That's why. That's why I don't want to. It's Christmas! All over again! God damn, I do a great Bob Dylan impression. Like, it's spot. It's scary how spot on I am with Bob Dylan. Like, I could easily make a Bob Dylan, like, cover album, and it would sell millions of records. Um, maybe you should for the offended podcast. Yeah, maybe I should. Like a rolling stone. I literally will not listen to it, though. Yeah, what you told. Christmas. All over again. Fucking stop. <laughs> Right. And all over town, the kids gonna get down. I don't like this part of the song. For that part. Well, I'm just gonna let the Christmas music play while we get prepared for our Christmas movie tournament. Let's do it. All right, so 16 Christmas movies here. Um, we're trying to get down to the one. What's our favorite christmas movie i guess is what we're gonna do most best christmas movie yep what is the best christmas movie is tiebreaker rotten tomatoes tiebreaker will be rotten tomatoes again yes all right all right all right here we go i haven't seen the order and here we go all right so first up we have the Polar Express versus It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, I've never seen either movie, but The Wonderful Life. It's a classic. It's a timeless classic. It's my grandma's fucking favorite movie, and I've just never fucking watched it. I hate The Polar Express. The Polar Express, the book is so good. The book sure. kept the magic alive for me when I was young. For like, My parents used to hide bells all over the mm-hmm. house after we would read the book. Like, I think the Polar Express is, like, universally... Well, I think a lot... People like it, or they fucking hate it. Like, if you talk to anybody about Polar Express, it's one or the other. It's not like... What? I'm think, I'm just listening. Oh, I thought you mouthed something to me. No. Um, Polar Express is literally, like, it's one or the other. Either somebody, like, really likes it, or you, like, fucking hate that movie. Like... I want to watch it to like it because Tom Hanks is in it. It's like it's directed by the guy who made Back to the Future. Yeah, Robert but Zemeckis. but I don't want it to ruin the book for me because the book literally my parents were so awesome. I mean, Santa Claus was so awesome where we would read the book and then within 20 minutes we would find a bell. It might have been on a dog. It might have been on our toothbrush, but like it was so fucking cool. And I was like, man, Santa thinks about us all the time. It's so cool. But the movie has not gotten great reviews. Pull Express? Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I'm going to go with a, It's a Wonderful Life. It's just a classic movie. It's the, every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. I need to sit down and watch the movie, but I'm going to vote for that as well. Um, it's a, it's a, it's basically, it's a movie about, like, this guy. Is it, I, I want to say he's contemplating, like, suicide. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. He's contemplating suicide and like an angel comes down and like shows what life would be like if he never existed. And then he starts appreciating life again and it takes place around the holidays. I think you're right. Yeah. But uh, it's been a very long time. 
The movie itself, in my opinion, is boring, but because it went up against the Polar Express, I'm voting against Polar Express because I seen the Polar Express and I thought it was garbage, um, just hot garbage. Um, but when I was putting this list together, finding 16 Christmas movies was a lot harder than it sounds for some reason. And I was like, I was either going to go with a sequel, which I, I try to go against using sequels like in the same tournament as like the original movie in it. I agree with that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say A Wonderful Life. Right. Wonderful Life moves on. Um, next up, we have the Bill Murray movie Scrooged, which I think Ooh. you can know what that's about. That's a good one. Versus How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. <sighs> Scrooged. I'm also going to pick Scrooged. Um, I did not like How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Me either. Um, I like Jim Carrey, and I like the Jim dog. Jim Carrey is very good. But it was, like, just not that great of a movie. It's not. It's no. not. Jim Carrey is excellent, though, in it. Jim Carrey is excellent. But the movie itself was not very good. I also like that if you didn't know it was Jim Carrey, you might not have ever realized it was Jim Carrey. I think you would have. Uh, There's a I'm, couple scenes in there where you're like, oh, that's Jim Carrey. Okay, but I'm saying he's so, like, Jim Carrey in that time frame. Right. This was, like, the last of his movies of the era was the same in all of it, but this, he actually was a little bit different and showed a little bit of a it's, different side to his talent. Right. It's crazy to me how much, how much that movie is loved. I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's really is though. It is a bad movie. Like, it's not the best movie, but when we talk about holiday movies, like Christmas movies, like the bar is not, there's a couple funny parts here and there. Like yeah. there's a couple parts where I will crack up at Jim Carrey in that movie. However, the movie as a whole is too lovey-dovey, and they made it... To me, this was around the time when stuff like children's books was getting made into movies. They were trying too hard to make it just like the book instead of being a little on its own, Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, it, this, this did feel like you were reading the book, which I guess isn't a bad thing, but most books maybe just aren't made for film it was an aesthetic and they went with it and it didn't work i mean it did work a lot of people like it we just don't <laughs> like it like we just don't like it it did work it, a lot of people really like it i have to say i have a lot of friends from my old disney days who are really 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 good friends winky face with the grinch and they look so much like the grinch it's great and they have so much fun they like rip pages out of little kids books when they sign them and shit i love it so moving on to the next one on Scrooge. Look, Bill Murray. Yeah? Right. No, I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know well, you Well, I was in the middle those. of a story I and you, you just... were done. Sorry. Thought you were done. Move along. Um this next round or this next these two movies going at each other. We're going to save because this is <laughs> we're going to fight. <laughs> We're going to pick two different movies. Oh, I know what it is. No, we're not going to pick two different movies, but I wish they so weren't we're going to save that. We're going to save it. Oh, trust me. I do too, because either way, those two movies, this is like the Halloween uh, tournament all over again. The three movies, in my opinion, that are the three, probably, I would say, three of the best Christmas movies of all time. Two of them will be out by the next round. I'm also going to have a bone to pick with you. if, if the I, next... this, is, this is shuffled. I Hold didn't on. do this. No, no, no. If the next two movies that we talk about are not one of the movies I'm thinking about. 
It is. Um, no, 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 not not the ones we're skipping, because I know what those two are. The next ones, because one is a fucking classic that should have been on this list. It is on the list. What do no, you mean? Just, let's just continue. What, you're wait, you're not did, com- what, you're not getting where I'm coming from. I don't. You are on something tonight. Okay. the <laughs> The two that we're gonna fight about, I know exactly what those two are. Okay. The next two, if the one that is in my brain is not in the next two, I'm going to be pissed. Okay. Okay. I, don't, I still don't really understand what you're I know. Saying. So I said, let's move on. All right. So we're going to go with Jingle All the Way versus Christmas Vacation. Um, I'm going Christmas Vacation nine, ten what's, times out of what's ten. What's Jingle All the Way? Jingle All the Way is that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie is trying to find Turbo Man. You didn't put the best Christmas movie on the list. It's Turbo Time. You didn't put the best Christmas movie on the list. Babe, we still have 15 other movies to go through. What do you mean? Oh, I thought it was just... Oh. I'll take it down a notch. I'm sorry. Jesus, that's what I'm saying. You're I thought it was eight. Sense. I thought it was eight movies. We're doing 16 movies. Oh, okay. You want to take the, you want to take it back? I, I take it back. Ridlin, Adderall, cocaine, whatever you're on right now. I'm not even on any of those things. Jesus Christ. Okay, so Jingle All the Way versus Christmas Vacation. I'm voting Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Jesus Christ. Holy shit! I thought shit. it was Can the you, last two. I told you from the beginning, like several <laughs> times, that we're doing 16 movies. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I even told you before the podcast. <laughs> That we're doing the 16 movie tournament. I just got excited. Fuck. And, and Jing All the Way is on um, Hulu, by the way, which I really want to watch. I haven't watched it in so long with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's Turbo Time. I've never seen it. What? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good movie. The whole movie's about him trying to find this like action figure for his son for Christmas. And it's like the hottest like toy that they like nobody can find. Oh, that's a good plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Christmas Vacation, obviously. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have The Nightmare Before Christmas. Sorry, Jim. Is it a Christmas movie, Katie? We just watched it. Yeah, it's about fucking Christmas. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Halloween is an aspect of the movie. Thank you. It's a detail. Thank you. So is Easter. Thank you. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas versus Bad Santa. Um, Bad Santa is fucking hilarious, don't get me wrong. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, like... A Christmas movie in The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, Bad Santa, what's the main actor in that? Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, it's definitely... Beavers not... and Ducks! But that's a sad movie. It is a sad movie, but it's hilarious. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I mean, it is, but it's too sad, so I pick Nightmare Before Christmas. It's really not that sad. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking of Jack Frost. Take it back, take it back. I can't see the whole movie name. It's actually not A Nightmare Before Christmas. That's actually next in the next... Thing. This is actually the night before versus Bad Santa, and I'm still gonna vote the night before. The night before is fucking hilarious. You the night before, up. the night before, Kate, you literally can't see like the whole movie title, so I saw before there, so I'm like, oh, night before Christmas. I love when you fuck up because I can make fun of you. Well, also, kind of stupid. Like the night before, I wish that they would like there was a way where you can like, I don't know, see it a little better. See, only my, my only bad thing about this app, like, if you have, like, if, if it's a long movie title, you can't see the whole movie title. Just do abbreviations. Shit, just do abbreviations. But I'm going with The Night Before. If you've Me never seen well. The Night Before, The Night Before is probably, in my opinion, the most underrated Christmas holiday movie of all time. It does cover all the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say it's like... Christmas- we did not do this! <laughs> it's like Christmas... <laughs> we did not kill Jesus! <laughs> 
It's a super bad of Christmas movies. It is. That's yeah. all I have to say Pineapple about it. Pineapple Express of Christmas movies. The amount of actors in that movie are fucking great. It's like a movie I would I want to watch every year for Christmas, and I don't want to watch it unless right. it's around Christmas. And a personal favorite of the uh, ABC network of mine, Dugan's and Fauché's, uh, Michael Shannon is in it. So, And apparently people think Nick Dugan looks like Michael Shannon, which he kind of does. It's what? hilarious. I'll have to think about that. Yeah. yeah. But night before, we're voting night before over Bad Santa? Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, next up is A Nightmare Before Christmas versus, this one's going to be tough, A Christmas Story. And that's the one with the BB gun? Yeah. Oh, my God. I have to go with A Christmas Story. Although I didn't say fudge. <laughs> Ralphie! <laughs> I have to go with A Christmas Story. I love them both dearly. But A Christmas Story is one that me and my family watch. Yeah, I mean, it's always. on TBS, TNT, like, I think 24 hours. I think it, it's a marathon. As it, on, as it should be. It's Christmas, even Christmas Day, isn't it on, like, 24 hours? I like, think the whole so. time? I think so, yeah. Which, by the way, this year, TNT announced that during those 24 hours, during the commercial breaks of The Christmas Story... AEW wrestlers will like take part in like doing a table read of the movie like throughout like the 24 hours. So it's going to be different like every time they go to like a commercial. You'll shoot your eye out. Yeah. Um I'm going with The Nightmare Before Christmas. All right, let's let's uh get it on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. You look breaker. up you look up uh Nightmare. I, I can't uh my phone's at 12%. All right. All right. I I will just do all the work for you. It's about time you did something. All right, Rotten Tomatoes. We're looking it up on the uh, interweb right now. This is when I can't wait for our new studio that we're getting, uh, where we can like just use like our monitor and stuff. Mine's called a Christmas Story, right? Yeah, not coming up. Just type in Christmas Story. Nineteen eighty three. Kate, I did. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Okay. All right, and are we going off of the thermometer or the audience score? Thermometer, but hold on. Nightmare before, before Christmas. Catherine O'Hara? Catherine O'Hara? Mo- Moira's in this? Oh my god, I don't want to change my vote, but I might have to, baby. 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 I don't think I have to change my vote, though. Uh, who is Catherine? Is Catherine O'Hara the... Oh, she is. She's <gasps> Sally. <gasps> I love I love it even more than I thought I did. I didn't know Danny Elfman was Jack Skellington. That's crazy. This is blowing my mind right now. I don't think I knew who the cast was. I thought it was just like a bunch of like, just like voice actors. I didn't think like they were like na- like big named. I didn't. That think is about Catherine it. O'Hara. Now that I'm thinking about oh it, oh my god, we gotta go watch it again. And fucking uh, Pee Wee Herman is Locke. I don't like that. What? Didn't Pee Wee Herman? Wasn't he a child something? Or did I make that up? In no, my he brain? got caught jerking off at like an adult like movie theater. Oh, it was an adult movie theater. Yeah. Oh. Basically, what like any pervert does that doesn't just watch porn. This is also before porn was, or the internet was like a thing. Too. I thought it was around little kids. No, no, mm-hmm. he was just Pee Wee. Whatever, Pee Wee, go like, jerk off. That's so, right. People, yeah. but people were like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> he's he's he he's watches so disgusting. But he's on a kids' TV show. But he watches porn. Oh my god! I'm trying to do it like in my Pee Wee Herman impression. Ha! <laughs> that was good. All right. All right. What's, what's, what's a Christmas story? Uh, 
We're what are we going off of? We're going off the tomato meter. The tomato, the tomato meter. The tomato meter is eighty nine fucking percent. Oh, and the Nightmare Before Christmas is a ninety five percent. You know that's bullshit. We'll move on. What is the audience score for uh, Christmas Story? Eighty eight percent. Really? Yes. It's only an eighty eight percent. I know. Uh, Night Before Christmas is a ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Bull. It's a great. It's a great movie. Night Before Christmas, we'll move on. Wow, Christmas Story out in the first round. People are going to be so pissed. Can't wait to hear Dugan's take on this one. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> well, he was like, he was, uh, what was he? I forget if he texted it to me or if it was on anything but credible, but he talked about, like, our Halloween tournament that we did, like the Halloween movies. And he goes, and he was like, this is the biggest piece of shit like tournament i've ever <laughs> seen in my life because he like his favorite i think hereditary is like one of his favorite movies that was out in the first round well we couldn't help that we do this randomized yeah yeah and he, also it wouldn't have won in the finals yeah, so. Witch, he was also probably butthurt blair Witch wasn't in it so. i'm not talking shit on that anymore i'm on dugan's team <laughs> like he kind of just did all right next up <laughs> miracle on 34th street versus love actually uh i have actually never seen love actually and i've heard like People love this movie. Like, actually fucking love this movie. Um. What? I don't know if I've seen the movie either. I've never seen either. Movie. Never seen Miracle on 34th Street? No, but I know there's some dance the numbers in there. you never seen the remake with Matilda? No. Really? I'm going to be really upset if the movie that I'm thinking of didn't even make the list. It made the list, Katie. Why would I not put Elf on here? That's not the fucking movie I'm thinking of. That's why I'm saying. Oh, my God. I don't have a good vote. I no, I didn't include Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Katie. Neither did I include Jack Frost. Jack Frost is a terrible fucking movie. Oh, my God. You know what movie I'm talking about, I don't totally you? forgot Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, Rudolph, like, fucking take Love Actually off and let's fucking replace it. Nope, you, we have never seen it. Why is it on the list? All right, fine, fine. You know what? I will... Just for this one time. Love actually is actually Rudolph Off. the Red-Nosed Reindeer. All right, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the claymation. The claymation. Versus uh, Miracle on 34th Street, so we'll go with... Claymation. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Right? Is that what we're voting for? Yeah, I was being pissy the whole fucking time because I didn't... Like, how could you not put that on there? I kind of forgot about it. With the fucking, like, Yeti. Okay, next up. <laughs> we have Die Hard. Yippee ki motherfucker. It's a Christmas movie. Is it? Yes. This is the biggest debate, actually, I think, in movie history. If is Die, Die Hard, Hard a Christmas movie no. or not? If Die Hard is a Christmas movie, so is Harry Potter. No, but Die Hard, no, that doesn't make sense. Die Hard happens in one night, and it's, like, on Christmas Eve. It's literally a Christmas movie. People watch Harry Potter during Christmas all the time. That's dumb. It's, like, one scene. It's seven scenes in seven different movies. Is it Christmas in every movie? Is there like a scene of Christmas yes! in every movie? Yes, there's always a Christmas. Maybe in the books. I'm not sure in the movies. Yeah, fuck off. All right, Santa the or versus the Santa Claus. The Tim Allen. I haven't seen that movie forever. Oh, where he's like not he's, really Santa, but then he like has He to becomes go. Santa. Yeah, that's a good one. I've never seen Die Hard. You've never seen Die Hard? I've never seen Die Hard. Oh, that's such a good movie. That's like, that made Bruce Willis. I love Bruce Willis. Like, that legit made Bruce Willis because people were like, 
making fun of that movie when it first came out because Bruce Willis wasn't an action star yet. He was like a romantic. What? He was a romantic lead on like a comedy show, like a TV show. So when people found out he was going to be in an action movie, people were like, what? Like this Robert pretty, Pattinson? Like this, Robert Pattinson? Yeah, they were like, exactly. And they are like, this pretty boy's going to be an action star? Okay. Because he wasn't all... Because action stars in the 80s were like muscled out freaks like Arnold Schwarzenegger and like Sylvester Stallone. They weren't like... Bruce Willis. Yeah. And so he kind of broke the mold on like, you don't need to be a buffed out like maniac of a person to be an action star all right i'm gonna say i really 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 like bruce willis but i've never seen die hard so i don't know if i can make a good thing on that but like why is it a christmas movie because i'll pick it if you can explain why it's a christmas i just movie. told you because it's it, the movie takes place on christmas eve the whole movie happens in one night that's why all right i vote for that then i like bruce willis so much i want it to be a thing. Wow. I think it okay. takes place on Christmas Eve. Maybe it's on Christmas Day. I don't remember. Oh, no, I'm John LeBlanc. Oh. Well, either way, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Which one? Well, if you don't fucking confidently know, then you I don't think it's a Christmas movie. I can't remember. The whole point is like him like just shooting bad guys. Then you have uh, Professor Snape as the villain in it. Oh, don't pull at my heartstrings. Alan Rickman, RIP. All right, I will vote for that. What are you voting for? I am voting for Die Hard. God, I can't believe I'm voting for a movie I've never seen. So confidently. Well, Die Hard's taking on Love Actually in the next round. (gasps) (laughs) Joking. Literally, that's why I got so upset 15 minutes ago and I was like, you didn't put my favorite movie on there. All right, hold on. Because this is going to be... You ready for this? Do it. This is the final uh, two movies that are going against each other. In the first round, final matchup of the first round, and it's Elf versus Home Alone. <laughs> elf. I'm going Home Alone. <laughs> like okay, well I'm going Elf. Catherine O'Hara, Katie Moira. She's already on the list once. Is Sally? <laughs> Kevin. I've only seen the movie like twice in my whole life. But I've seen Home Alone 4 multiple right. times. Look up Elf. I'll look up Home Alone. I've already done it. You lost. Did you? Well, yeah. I have Elf pulled up. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready. Home Alone 4. Home Alone broke records. 4. Why, is, why are all the other ones coming up but not the original? <laughs> oh, it's Home Alone 3 I like. Why are you covering it up? Wow. I didn't know that. Oh, is it is it low? Is it low? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. What is it? What is it? Alright. <gasps> what is elf? The tomato meter or the audience score? Tomato oh my god, we just did the tom- tomato meter. Tomato what, why, why can you not like retain any information right now? No, I just want to make you say tomato reader. Um tomato meter is eighty four percent. For elf? Yes. Elf will move on. <gasps> Home Alone is a 65%. Oh, my God. It actually surprises me. Okay, what's your audience? My audience score is 79. Really? Yeah. It's only an 80 for Home Alone. Why? This is crazy to me. I don't like this, though. I, f- I really feel like Home Alone should have won. Yeah. But I'm sorry, Elf is winning, and I'm going to take that take that home, but... I, like... 
Wow. I'm losing faith in Rotten Tomatoes after that. Yeah, I kind of hit 65% is... If it was in the 80s, I would have been like, oh, sure. Right. 65? Right, and it's only an 80% by the audience? What? That's crazy. That's weird. Yeah. Also, Elf is only 79, so fuck you guys. Yeah. Right. All right. Go into the second round with Drunk Katie or Drugged Out Katie. We don't even know what she's on. I'm Um, definitely not drunk. High off sushi? We have It's a Wonderful Life versus Scrooged. Scrooged. Yeah, I'm going Scrooged as well. What do you mean I have to talk about? No. No, that was a given. Next up, we have The Night Before versus A Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. I don't even want to make the call. Yeah, I don't either. Should like, we just Rotten Tomatoes it? These are... T- <sighs> I got no, the... No, ni- you have to vote. You have to vote. No, I don't you want... I don't to want to... Vote. I don't want to vote. No, you have to vote. Yeah, well, no, because you can't go... You have to vote because I know what it is already. I'm going to say A Night Before. I'm going to go with The Nightmare Before Christmas. So who wins? Night Before Christmas is like a night... We just looked it up. It was, what, a 90-something? Night, the Night Before is not in the 90s. You don't know that. Um, Why are you having so much trouble with the tomato meter? The tomato meter? It didn't show up. Okay, dead air. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what to do about oh, that. Oh, it didn't show up. I clicked on the first one. Yeah, uh, Night Before has a 68%. Uh, Night Before Christmas is like a 91, I think it was. So, Night Before Christmas will move on to the next round. Fine. And next up, we have Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer versus Die Hard. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I'll let you have it. Thank you. We We have to have two claymation movies going against each other. Such a dick. All right. Katie, Katie, make it, lady. If you don't vote my way on this one, I will kill you. Elf versus Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Yeah, you better vote for Christmas Vacation. It is the greatest. Like It is the greatest. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, I think we know what's going to win our tournament. Um, Into the next round we go, into the third round. Scrooged versus Christmas Vacation. See a Bill Murray. Christmas Vacation. Pretty much, yeah. Christmas Vacation goes into the finals. And in the other semifinal match, we have The Night Before... No, excuse me. A Nightmare Before Christmas versus Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I'm going 100% Nightmare Before Christmas. All right, let's look it up. All right, let's look it up. Okay. So we have to go to the tomato meter, the shitty tomato meter. Tomato meter. For Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer versus A Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas sucks balls. What is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Um, 95% on the tomato meter. Shit. We have a tie. Oh, no, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. We don't have a tie. What's the audience score, Katie? I don't want... That's not the tiebreaker. What's the audience score, That's not score, the tiebreaker. We didn't... Nope. We did not What's agree. The, oh. that, that is not the tiebreaker. Both are 95%. Uh, what is the tiebreaker? Uh, it has to be the audience score. The audience score is the tiebreaker if, if that's a tie. It has to be. It's the only thing that would make sense. 
okay, but your user ratings are 968,000 people. Mine are only 114,000. That means there's a whole generation that doesn't know about the goodness of my movie. What is it? 84%. What is it? 84%. What is it? All right, so Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is an 84%, and A Nightmare Before Christmas is a 91%. Moving on to the finals is A Nightmare Before Christmas, and in the finals, we have A Nightmare Before Christmas versus Christmas Vacation. At least I know yours won't win. A Nightmare Before Christmas is what I'm voting for. Are you fucking kidding me? Just to stick it to Jim. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? That's what you're voting for? Yeah, just to... Just fuck a, you. Just no. fuck no, you, Jim. no. No, no, no. I may have been voting for the Nightmare Before Christmas this whole time just to piss did you, off. Jim. Did you look at the fucking numbers? No. Did you look up Christmas Vacation or something? Yeah, because I'm not fucking prepared for this podcast. I'm I'm voting for Christmas Vacation, Katie. I'm not. Oh my god. What is what is it though? Oh, we would have lost if we would have disagreed. Six, you would have lost sixty eight percent at the really yeah why. 68% at the tomato meter and 86% as the audience score. Well, there you have it. We voted Christmas Vacation wins your Christmas tournament. And we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas <laughs> since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney tonight, he's going to see the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. <laughs> My lucky leaky laka is this thing to say on a bright. Hawaiian Christmas Day. You're goofy. Don't piss me off, Art, when he's like <laughs> blinking really quickly. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Chevy Chase. You're so funny, but you're such a douchebag. Maybe he only became a douchebag in his later years. No, he was a douchebag like way early on. That's why he was only on Saturday Night Live for one year. Don't ruin it for me. God. Bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> Got a lot of nerve talking to me like that, Griswold. What's the dog's name? What's in talking to you? What's the dog's name? There's no dog. The rabbit. Oh, the oh, Uncle um, Uncle Eddie's. Dog? Uncle Eddie's dog. What's his name? And this is our pride and joy, Snots. <laughs> Snots, you roll over and let Uncle Clark rub your belly. What? I don't know any quotes, but I'm just laughing. Oh, her eyes aren't crossed anymore. Yeah, I know. It's the it's the craziest thing. She gets kicked by a mule, eyes go cross, falls down a well, eyes go straight. I don't know. I think I reversed them, actually. I know. I think she got kicked by a donkey second. Mule. 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 Can we talk about that uh, house that decorated it like the Christmas vacation house? That's crazy. Joy to the world. It's crazy. And they had the RV and the station wagon with the tree on top. Hey. You you should do something right now. What? You should ask me why is the carpet all wet? <laughs> Todd, why That's, is the carpet? You, you fucked it up. How do you how do you fuck that up? Why is the carpet all wet, Todd? Oh, I don't I'm sorry. Know. I'm sorry. I said your name first. That's not how the line goes. You I, would fuck it up. Why? Do I you, don't know, Margo. Why do you, would you think that I would get the line right in the first place? Because how many times have you seen this movie? So many, but I don't fucking remember the name of the fucking dog whose name is Snot. Snots. See? 
Grace? Oh, she passed away 40 years ago. The blessing! I pledge allegiance (laughs) to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic. (laughs) Here's a heart. Oh, that's so gross. That makes me want to gag. It's the spirit of the Griswold family Christmas. It's just, how is that only a 65%? That is one of the most quotable movies of all time. Christmas Vacation is legit one of the greatest comedy movies of all time. Like, it is seriously probably top three comedy movies ever made. Not just Christmas movie, comedy movies ever made. It is so timeless, and maybe we're fucking old for saying this. You got Babs in it. Yeah, Babs in it. But my dad, who is a fucking boomer, loved this fucking movie. Everybody did. Everybody does. Okay. Literally everybody But I'm does. saying... I'm I haven't saying, met one person that doesn't like this movie. We have not talked to the younger generation, so maybe they don't even fucking know it exists. Oh, no. They know. They they totally know. Good. I'm just saying, like, it is timeless. Like, this is, like, our fucking... It's I, a... It's... What is the... I think it's on HBO Max. What is, what is the... Christmas movie we voted out that's the angels get their wings. A Wonderful Life. Christmas Vacation is the It's a Wonderful Life of the fucking 60s and on. Of the 60s and on? 70s or 80s. Whenever, when, when was it made? The boomer generation it's likes like this. made in like 1989. Okay. Like it was almost a 90s movie. I was thinking my dad's born in the 60s. That's where that came from. My brain... It's just like Short your circuited take. a little it bit. It makes sense. And you're totally off topic and have no frame of reference to what you're talking about. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Movie's that from? Uh, Donnie, you're big out of your element. Lebowski. Yeah, wow. For 200. And stop eating the microphone. <laughs> Me? Yeah, no. <laughs> the fucking dogs are sleeping on the ground. Holy shit. What a shit show of a fucking episode this was. In a good way. I hope you motherfuckers are entertained. You offenders out there are entertained. We have offenders? Unfortunately, yeah, we do. They have to listen to your stupid idiotic takes. It's going to bring down the credibility of this podcast. Speaking of bringing down... Speaking of... Speaking of bringing down the credibility of the podcast. Only fans? What? I just wanted to see your face. <laughs> you want to... What? I don't get it. You want to make an OnlyFans? Yeah. Okay. To bring down the credibility of the podcast. Show that pucker up and show that butthole. Oh, just wait. <laughs> My God. Baby. Baby. Yeah, if any Sh- Shit's Creek fans out there, please tell me you guys have noticed how Moira never says baby, right? She says baby. Baby. Oh, John, look at the bebe over there. The bebe. We're, we're totally just gone off the rails at this at this point in this podcast. This is like, we haven't done this in so long where we've just gone completely off the rails. It's because we're losing our minds. No, it's because you're losing your mind. I'm fine. I've just been sitting over here watching you just go fucking, I don't even know what happened to you in this My episode. sushi was laced with something great. My God, I really don't know what the fuck's wrong with me right now, though. Like you even know that, like I know, like, I do realize. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna go downstairs after this episode and just be in my own thoughts. <laughs> okay, 
Thanks. Okay, baby. Say, I just want David on you. Yeah, even Garth is like, oh. Garth is annoyed. Well, anyway, <sighs> let's hit him with the one, two, three finish and cut the shit out of this shit show. Okay, let me pull my shit up. Um, Ew, David. Ew, David. <laughs> um, one, two, three, finish. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Number one is Shit's Creek. Thank you. Um, number two is I saw a post that all the former presidents who are still alive, meaning uh, Bush Jr., and uh oh my god what's clinton, wrong with you clinton not not the hillary the bill one hey, and then hey go obama go obama go hey i like your button <laughs> okay thanks john mulaney um they have all been thanks on a, i'm nine <laughs> they have all been on a campaign um with dr fauci uh saying that they would like to publicly get their vaccine for covid19 to try to promote other people to believe it's safe and all that shit. So good for you guys. Like, Democrats and Republicans working together because that's how it should be. Are they going to get the real vaccine or is it going to be water? I don't know. Conspiracy theories. I'm just kidding. It's really fucking cool that Obama and Bush Jr. and Clinton are still, like, you know, fucking friends because... You know, and caring about the American people. So, that's cool. And number three, fuck yeah, Elliot Page. Um, dead names are not allowed, so don't bring that shit up on here. And all the trolls who care so fucking much about Elliot Page being Elliot Page publicly, um, go fuck yourself. Okay. Uh, my one, two, three finish. Uh, number one, uh, rest in peace, Pat Patterson. The first ever WWE Intercontinental Champion passed away. Uh, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Um, but RIP to Pat Patterson. Apparently, he was one of the nicest people like in pro wrestling. Uh, number two, uh, also Shit's Creek is amazing. If you haven't watched it, we flew through it in like two weeks. Laughed, cried. Yeah, it's a great show. Uh, and number three. I don't even know. Christmas sucks. What about what about Sting? What? <laughs> you want to try and say that again? Sting. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Actually, my number three. It's Sting. Sting. And I want to hang out with Tony Schiavone. Um. Gotta play this little snippet real quick. Um. Uh, someone named Dan Patrick. Uh. Tony Schiavone, after every episode of AEW Dynamite, takes a Q&A, and some douchebag was like, Sting is a corpse. That's what he said. Here's what here's Tony Schiavone's response to that. This is from uh, someone named Dan Patricks. He says, Sting is a corpse. No, Dan, your mom is. <laughs> he pulled out a your mama joke. <laughs> No, Dan, your mom is. Oh, my God. Tony Schiavone, you fucking savage. Love him. And he was the one that was like, bullshit, at the end of uh, at the end of Dynamite when Kenny Omega won and cheated and stole the title and left. Bullshit. Love it. Tony Schiavone is a fucking... We don't deserve Tony Schiavone. 
I want to get my ears double pierced and dress like him. Right. He just doesn't give a shit. No. He looks cool for looking like himself. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at OffendedPod. Make sure to go follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Trek1042. You can follow KDK Naked Lady on Twitter at Naked Lady with two Y's. The Undertaker's coming to AEW. Oh, my God. I hate you so fucking much. Not happening. Uh, make sure to go check out our playlist exclusively on Spotify at Offended Presents Songs of the Week. Wherever you get this podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, just by searching Offended. Uh, subscribe, give us a five-star rating. I think we're actually on Tune In, Tuned In now also, which oh, really? is Alexa. It's like, hey, Alexa, play. You could say, hey, Alexa, play Offended, and we pop right up now. Uh, make sure to go check out Anything But Credible uh, and Going Off Topic. You can find all of us at Anything But Credible at anythingbutcredible.com for all your network needs. You can find all three of our podcasts there, Podcast Mo. Uh, and that, I think, about does it here on Offended. So for Katie, Katie, Naked Lady, I'm Tricky. This has been the shit show of Offended. Presented by the Anything But Credible Network. I'm sure they're so proud to have us on their network. You're welcome. But we will see you next week for more holiday episodes coming up. We will get Dugan and Fauché back on soon, too. Possibly maybe next week. I have to talk to him. I have to text him. Merry fucking Christmas, boys. Either this week or, ne- or either next week or two weeks from now, we will definitely have them on. JCD will be back on as well as we're going to also do our year-end list coming up. So here we go. We're wrapping things up here in 2020. Thank fucking God. And here to play you out in its entirety is the best by Tina Turner, your song of the week. Thank you, Shits Creek. And we will see you next week. Bye, bitches. Ew, David. David.